it's you know it's one person talking. Sometimes it's all three people talking at the same time. 有些时候车里面是一个小孩子在说话，有些时候所有的小孩子三个小孩子在说话。Um, a lot of times I want to spend that time with my wife and just talk to her, you know, about all aspects of life. Eight hours, you know, we are going to Acadia National Park. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that much, right? It's all noisy, but it was wonderful time. But along the way, I know that this trip will end. Along the way, I know that I will be reaching some kind of destination that I'm looking forward to. I will be crazy to think that I will always, that I will be on this road forever and ever. I will be foolish to think that this is it, just constant driving and this trip will never end. But unfortunately, a lot of times as Christians, we live as if the now is the most important time. Unfortunately, a lot of times in our Christian lives, including myself, I don't think far ahead enough. And I'm just looking at this on this trip, on this drive, as if this is my home right now. You know, but no, that's not it. This is, we're only sojourners. We're only travelers in this world. There's another destination for us to get to. In our lives as Christians, God has put a path in front of us. And as Paul described this path, this passage in the previous verses, okay, we started from verse 17, but in the previous verses, if you go read it, he is describing this path as a racetrack. And that God has chosen us, not ourselves have chosen it, but God has chosen us to walk on this racetrack. <clears throat> you know, and on this path, the Christian's eyes should be laser focused on one thing. And that is on Jesus Christ. Don't let our past, our qualifications, or the lack of our qualifications obstruct us from walking this path. He was using himself as an example. That he is looking at this world as if it is all just in vain. And he is focused and laser focused on this path on one thing and one thing, one person only, and that is Jesus Christ. So that's all good, right? It sounds good. Forget about the past. Strain towards the future. Sure, sure. Got it. But there's a question that we need to ask. How do we walk it? Right? In our day, everyday lives, how do we do this? You know, while we are on this path, what keeps us walking? 
在我们走神给我们定规的这条道路的时候，谁是我们的地点，谁是我们的帮助 ？So I am sure that if you're a Christian that's serious about your faith， 如果你真的是对你的信仰是严严肃的 ，you will face doubts and challenges。不好意思，呃，如果你真的是对你的信仰是严肃的话，你真的就会面对这些挑战，面对这些疑问。You will face doubts and challenges。我们会遇到这样的挑战和疑问。If you think that the Christian life along this racetrack is all smooth and enjoy and and all courageous, you're mistaken. If you think that this road is easy, is smooth, is no obstacles, then you're wrong. It's either you're not walking on the right path. This could mean you're not safe at all. How do we continue to walk in the midst? Of doubts and challenges and discouragements. In 充满荆棘、充满嗯挑战的道路上，我们怎么能够来站立得稳，能够行走 ？And also, at, there's another question: What awaits us towards the end? 还有一个问题就是，那么在这条道路上，我们的终点有什么在等待着我们 ？Okay, for me, that road trip to Acadia National Park is the beautiful part that's awaiting for us in the end of the eight-hour trip. 对于我来说，开八个小时到上上面的那个缅因州的阿卡迪亚公园去玩，我知道那就是我的终点。So for us Christians, what's at the end? 那对于我们来说，我们的终点在哪里 ？Where are we heading to? 我们要去往哪里 ？I think these are some of the important questions that this passage help us help to answer for us. 我相信这些问题借着今天的经文，让我们一起来思想一下。So before we um we going to the main body, let's pray. Lord, we offer up this message to you. We offer up this time to you. For men's words are truly imperfect. It's um I I we ask you to use this message to speak to our hearts. Through your own words, speak to our hearts. So we may be lifted up again. Our spirits may be lifted again in front of you. So that we may continue to understand what is the most important thing that we should focus on in our lives. And we pray in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the title of the message is "The Hope While We Walk." And as always,、um, I ask you to keep your、uh, Bible close to you, electronic ones or paper ones. We will go through this verse by verse. 我们会一节一节的来查考。Okay, and、um, this is a wonderful passage that concludes chapter three. 嗯，今天的经文是对呃《斐济比书》第三章一个很好的总结。It provides a really good closure as to what Paul was saying in in all of Book of Corinthians chapter one two. 嗯，它是对于保罗在哥林多书信前后书信里面的一个很好的总结。So let's examine this passage together. Verse 17. It says, "Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us." 弟兄们，你们要一同效法我，也当留意看那些照我们榜样行的人。It says, "Join in imitating me." 你们要效法我。You know, as Paul asked the Philippian brothers and sisters to rejoice at the on this heavenly path in the beginning of this chapter. Um, Paul in the third chapter, um, urged the brothers and sisters to rejoice. That you have, you shall have joy. That verse was imperative. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. You shall be joyful. 他他劝勉当时的弟兄姐妹，你们应该有这样的喜乐，这不是一个劝呃劝勉，乃是一个真的是命令，是真实可以得到的。But on this 
verse 17, he is telling brothers and sisters that on this path, they're not alone. That there is someone they should imitate while they walk on this path. That there are some good examples that they need to follow. The first one is Paul himself. He says, join in imitating me. This sounds like to the Chinese culture, it sounds like, oh no. He's so, like, not humble. Right. Why is he saying imitate me? He is who does he think he is? What does he really mean by imitating me? For sure, he is not saying we should imitate all of his actions. If you read chapter 2 and if you read chapter 3, you will not feel that he is being arrogant here. Because he is using an example, he talked about how he was straining forward or stretching forward to reach the goal. If you know the, the, the race, the when you run on, let's say, the 100-meter track, right? The, the athlete towards the end, what do you see them do? As they're coming towards the goal, what do they do? It's almost like they're stretching their entire body, especially the head, right? Towards the goal, right? The word straining forward also means to stretch forward. He is talking about he is using all of his energy to go forward. He talked about how his perspective changed. He talked about before his qualification. He was he was the 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 Pharisee among Pharisees, right? He knows the Bible inside out. He graduated from the best law school at that time. He was a pure Jew. Every qualification about him, he was worthy for him to be arrogant. But his perspective changed. As he's stretching forward, straining forward, he doesn't think of himself anymore. He now is looking at everything else as, as rubbish in the world. Yeah, you said my next sentence. Oh, sorry. So. <laughs> yes, so... Value Christ as the most valuable thing in the world. Uh, right? So when we think all these testimonies from Paul, what is Paul saying in terms of imitating me? Is he saying, hey, I'm really, really good? So imitate me. Like in China, in I, I remember my wife told me about this guy called Lei Feng, right? <laughs> oh, he's a really good guy. Right? Imitate everything he's got. Paul is not saying that. We think he's arrogant is because we've been indoctrinated to think that way. Paul is not saying imitate my actions. No, Paul is saying imitate my attitude. 
保罗是叫当时的弟兄姊妹来效仿他的态度 ，imitate my mindset， 来效仿他的心态 ，OK，imitate、okay, my perspective， 来效仿他的嗯对基督的看法。Let me give you an example. So you most of you know who Michael Jordan is, right? Michael Jordan. Oh, oh, oh. 嗯，大家可能都知道迈克乔丹是谁吗 ？He he has six NBA championship rings, right? 他有六个 NBA 总冠军。He has. He was on the path to championships many times. I'm a fan of him as well. I grew up watching him. Right. So, but you will hear a lot of coaches and a lot of TV commentators say he is a good example for all future basketball players to imitate. You may hear many commentators and many. 教练都在说，麦克乔丹是为后来的这些运动员做了一个很好的榜样。We need to learn from him. 啊，我们需要从他学习。But what does it really mean? What do they mean that they need to imitate him? 当那些教练说这样的话的时候，他们是什么意思呢 ？Does he mean that Michael Jordan can jump really high and stay up in the air just a fraction of second longer than other people, and all the other people should learn to do that? 这些教练是说，哎，你们来学习乔丹这个令人夸张的制空能力，在这个空中停留这么久吗 ？Do they mean that Michael Jordan is really accurate at his shooting, so everyone should be accurate at shooting? Do they mean by that? 是是叫他们去学习迈克乔丹这样投篮命中率很高，叫他们去学习这个吗 ？Do they really mean that all these future players they should try to become Michael Jordan the second? Do they mean by that? 这些教练是让他们的所有的呃球员都是说，哎，你们来成为乔丹二世。No， 不是的。No， what they're saying is about Michael Jordan's winning attitude。不是的，他们真正所强调的是迈克乔丹的这样嗯求胜的欲望。They're talking about how he trained himself to to do more training than all the other players。因着他求胜的心切，他嗯迫使自己。It's about his attitude to prove all the other people wrong when he came to, into the NBA. 因着他求生的心态，他来到了这个球场上，通过训练向外界质疑他的人证明他们是错。That's the attitude that these coaches want his players to imitate. 这个求生的心才是这些教练想让这些学习，嗯、呃，这些球员学习的。Paul is not saying you should, you shall copy how I walk, how I talk. How I eat. Paul 并不是让当时的弟兄姊妹来学习我是怎么吃饭，我是怎么说话的。What I like, you should like. What I don't like, you don't like. 我喜欢的，我所憎恶的，你们都要学习。No, Paul wants people to imitate his attitude, his mindset. 不是的，保罗真正想让弟兄姊妹效仿的是他对耶稣基督的态度。What is then? What is his mindset? 那保罗的态度是什么呢 ？As in First Corinthians, Paul once said this. 嗯，在哥林多前书，保罗说过 ，Be imitators of me as I am of Christ。啊，你们当效仿我，就像我效仿基督一样。In in plain words， 嗯，就简单的讲 ，You shall follow me as as not because I'm good. You shall follow me as I followed Christ。哦，我们说直白点，保罗当时的说话就是你照着我的来，我照着基督的来。Okay, Paul here is encouraging brothers and sisters. To imitate his desire to follow Christ. He is encouraging his brothers and sisters. We are all eager to follow Christ. We are all eager to follow Christ. And not only in this verse, what's interesting, if you look at verse 17, what's more valuable is that not only follow him as the single person to follow. Um, if we look at verse 17, we should know that Paul is saying that you should not only follow him as the single person to follow. But to, yeah, to follow him as a whole body, to join, join together, jointly, join in imitating me. 那我们在这里，我们应该嗯互为肢体，应该相互连接，作为基督的身体一起来效仿他。You know, as you know, we're not walking on this path alone. 我们在这条路上并不孤单。So, brothers and sisters, we're walking together as a body. 我们在这条路上，我们是作为A lot of times we feel we think that we're walking on this as the single person. 很多时候我们都会觉得我们在这条路上是孤单的。Um, you may not think so because you, you know, at first you'll think, no, no, we're here, we're 
here, or we're all sitting here. I know I'm not alone. 嗯，可能我们大家直观的讲，哎，我们觉得不是孤单的，因为你看大家，我们这这有这么多会众。But is your mindset? Do you truly take it as the truth that you're not walking this alone and walking as a、uh, as a whole body together? 但是在你的内心深处，你是真正这样相信的吗？真正这样,这样认识的吗？你不是孤单的，在这条薯片的路上。As the Bible tells us in First Corinthians twelve eighteen that he says， 在哥林多前书呃十二章，他嗯保罗说 ，that God has arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as He chose。嗯，神照着他的旨意将各个肢体已经放在了这里。Each one of the body, each one of the member， 肢体里面的每一个肢体小肢体。So What it means is that God put together the people next to you during the Bible studies, during Sunday, during your daily life. So this just means that in our daily life, 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 When you think we're all walking together as a whole body on this road trip to somewhere beautiful, sometimes you will think the people that you're walking with you are all people that you like. Ah, when we sometimes think we're all walking together as a whole body on this road trip to somewhere beautiful, sometimes you will think the people that you're walking with you are all people that you like. And sometimes you will think there are people who like you. 呃、uh, ，你都会觉得这个团队里有很多和你相似的人。Oh, that who who likes you? Who um? 呃，有很多喜欢你的人。No, Paul didn't say join together with the people that you like. 啊，他保罗在这里并没有说啊，和喜欢你的这些人一起来行走这条天路。He said join together. 他只是说我们要一起走这条天路。You have to remember on this path in the church, there will be people that don't like you. 我我们得认识到，在这条路上，我们肯肯定会遇到一些人，我们不是很喜欢的。And that will be people that you don't like that have offended you. 也会有一些人甚至会触怒你。But please, please remember, they're all put here, not by coincidence. There's a reason for those things, for those people to happen around you. 当这些讨厌的人出现在你的生命中的时候，你一定要认识到，他们不是偶然。I remember back in Bible study when we were、uh, when I was real when I was younger about twenty four twenty five. Ah, 我在我呃二十五六岁的时候，呃，我参加聚会。I could not bear with the other coworker in my Bible study fellowship. I couldn't bear with him. Ah, 有一个和我合作的同工，我真的是很难忍受他。I went to the elder and I said, "Can you take me out of the team?" And let me go to another Bible study group. Ah, I asked the Jeff, stay put. Ah, he told me, ah, Jeff, you are here for a Ah, I can, um, 真真切切的告诉你，从那两年里，我真的是学习了很多。What does it mean to focus on Christ, not on people? 我学习到了怎么才是真真正的定睛于主耶稣基督，而不是定睛于环境。Because if if I look at that coworker, I will not want to come to church. 啊，如果我真的是定睛在和我合作的这个同工上，我真的是觉得啊，干不下去了。What does it really mean to read the Bible and understand what He wants to say? 对我来说，我真正学习到了，嗯，读圣经，然后并将这些真的知识融入我的生生命里面。Because if I listen to what that brother has to say, I'll go crazy. 如果我让我真的是静下来听这个呃弟兄的分享，我我我要发疯。To this day, I still share with my wife. That's before she met me, right? I said, if it wasn't for that brother, I wouldn't be the better Jeff that you married. <laughs> 啊，时至今日，我有些时候还在和我的妻子分享。如果不是因为这个弟兄，我现在都不会成为现在的我。It's as if God just putting that brother right next to me to grind me every single week. 啊，这真的就是神将这个弟兄放在我的生命里面来制作我，来
呃制成我。Imitate Paul。那我们要效仿保罗。But not alone。我们并不孤单。Together walk as a body in Christ。我们一起来效仿保罗，作为基督的身体。And Paul here says what's even more wonderful is that keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us。嗯，保罗在这里也具体说到，我们当留意看。Paul is saying here, learn to seek out. Okay, learn to observe. Paul 在这里说，你们要留意看，要真的是要去观察这些。You need to proactively observe, not just passively, but proactive. Be mindful. Look at other people. 我们不要被动的去观察，我们要主动的去寻求。To look for what? 我们寻求什么呢 ？To look for those people who also display the attitude to follow Christ. 我们真的要去寻求那些有基督馨香之气的人，真真切切去追寻基督的人。Let us learn to seek out those who are good examples in our midst. 让我们去寻求这些在我们中间的好的榜样，近前的嗯榜样。Observe, look around. 我们真的去呃寻求去寻找。You know, many of us are prone, us humans, we are prone to look at the bad side of people, right? 作为我们天然人，我们经常去看一些不好的事情。A coworker at church can do so many things, so many good things. 啊，一个同工可能他可能在教会做了很多很好的事情。Seen or unseen. 无论我们看见或者没看见。That are good, that are kind, gentle, caring. But if one day the person comes to church, ah, 但是如果有一天这个人来到教会 ，he is having a bad day. 嗯，他这天状态不是很好。And he is in a bad mood. 嗯，他的心情也不是很好。You don't know what happened in his life. 我们不知道他当当天经历了什么，发生了什么。You know, but people start to pick on him. 但我们就开始批评他。Or maybe talk about him behind him. 或者在他背后指责他。Hey, what's happening? What happened to him? 哎，你知道吗？这个弟兄他怎么了？怎么回事 ？I couldn't believe he said that. 啊，我不敢相信他居然这样说。How could he do that? 他怎么能这样做呢 ？You know, and that image will stay with people for a long time. 你知道吗？这种印象就会在我们的心里停留很久。We tend to remember people's bad side than good sides. 我们总是容易去记住。There are actually psychological studies to say that that proves that our human brain are drawn to observe negative things. Ah, 有很多社会学的科科学呃研究表明，我们的大脑就是容易去相比这些积极的事情，我们大脑更容易去记住这些负面的事情。Turn on the TV and watch the news. Do you think most of the news are good or bad? 你们打开电视看看电视，你们就知道现在所播报的大多是好还是坏的。They're bad. They're bad news. 不好的信息。Why? Why? You you think if if bad news don't attract people to watch TV, you think the TV channels will report bad news? 一样的道理。如果这个呃不好的信息如果不能吸引你们来看电视的话，它为什么要播报呢 ？It's because people are drawn to bad and negative news. The more controversial, the more they will watch. 说正是因为如此，我们大家就喜欢去观察这些不好的事情，所以他们才播放这些。TVs are not free; they need commercials, they need ratings, they need to find out what do people like to watch. Negative things? Ah,、oh, I'll feed you most negative things. 呃，这个电视台也不是傻子，他们确实是要这样操作，因为他们需要通过盈利、通过广告来盈利，所以他们需要抓住观众，提高收视率，所以他们就持续的播放这些不好的事情。We love to pick on people. 我们。Look at him. What is he doing? Look at her. What is her attitude? We love to pick on people. I remember when I was in middle school, I hated church. When I was in high school, I hated church. And uh, during the um, during uh, church, um, I would skip out during Sunday school time. I would skip out. I would go to a backyard, a small backyard of our church. I would skip out and hide there. Oh, 主日学的时候，我都会呃翘课跑到我们教呃教会背后的地方。There's one winter morning. Uh, it was snowy and it was accumulation on the ground, right? And、uh, on Sunday school, I I was skipping out. 呃，在有一个冬天，也是主日学的时候，然后我就翘课了，因为外面有积雪。I came from Taiwan, so I've never seen snow before, right? 
<laughs> that was, I think, second or third year I was here. I was in seventh grade. And uh, and uh, I was in the backyard. I was playing with the snow. There's a church uncle that came out. He was wandering around and he saw me and he's like, What are you doing here? You know, what are you doing here? And he yelled at me. He's like, Go back to Sunday school. I'm pretty sure he wasn't Xunshi. He was just oh, okay. out there too, right? <laughs> okay, sorry, bye bye. <laughs> I mean, thinking back, if if it was me now, I will be like, well, you're skipping church as well, right? Why are you here? <laughs> but I was afraid. I'm like, no, okay, okay, let me go back. And that image stayed with me for a long time. For more than 10 years. No matter how God changed his life right in front of me. No matter how much he has grown and matured as a Christian. In my eyes, he, he will always be that hypocritical uncle that yelled at me. He will forever be in my eyes a church uncle with a bad temper. His life was changed. I realized too late. He passed away a couple years ago. And to me, that was a big lesson. Because finally I had time, after he passed away, I had time to slow down and reflect how God has changed his life. That what a waste it was for me not to see it and to learn from his life. Brothers and sisters, God wants us to learn to see how God has worked in the life of those who surround us. You may say that there's no good examples for me to follow. Everyone is imperfect. Who shall I follow? No, it's because you haven't looked hard enough. Yes, there's not a perfect person in among us. But I can guarantee you that if that person was saved by God, if someone is saved by God, there will be the mark of God's work in his life. That is for sure. It's just we don't look hard enough. We love to look at the opposite, the negative side of people, and we don't look for, hey, where is the work of God in him and her? And let me take that and let me treasure it. You know, don't be like a kid that walks into the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay? Passing by all the potteries from ancient China. And see these broken bowls just as broken, something that's broken and unworthy. You know how much treasure you have just passed by? Let me tell you, if you cannot see what God's work has done in people's lives, 
Then you are wasting a lot of time. Because God's evidence, God's testimony is in around us all the time. If you just look at this brother today, he may still look pretty ugly. Not in appearance, okay? His, his, his life. Right. But you need to learn and think, where was he five years ago? He should he was his life five years ago was even more corrupted and worse than he who he is today, you see? That's what we need to look for, that change. Not to pick on who he is today, but to see the change that has gone through throughout the years. Do you know that God has surrounded you and I with good examples that we can learn from? Okay, there, there may be just brothers and sisters seemingly unknown, but he or she is doing things in front of God, just so consistently serving Him and quietly. You know, every single week in, uh, in ECTC, in the church, um, every single week, there is a group of sisters that take the message from the speakers and turn them into manuscripts. This has been going on for the past good year or so. And let me tell you, I didn't even know about it. Till about a month ago. Not only one sister. But a group of sisters. I don't even know their names. The work of God is in among us if we look hard enough. Paul is telling us to walk together, to imitate his attitude, and to find people that have the same attitude. And to look for people who has the work of God done in their lives. And follow those good examples. And not even following that person as a whole. But the portions of God's work in that person, that's the portion that we can follow. Brothers and sisters, who do you see and what can you see? Verse 18 through 19. Because of time, I was just reading English. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. So Paul here is telling brothers and sisters to look for good examples, right? But he also here in the second portion warning them that he also has seen people who are not good examples. You know, um, some Christians walk on the path with great attitude towards um, towards Christ. Some Christians have slowed down. Some have fallen asleep. But there are also some that they have walked astray and now have become the enemies of the cross of Christ. Please be careful here. This is not saying they have become the enemies of Christ. 
No, no. It's not saying they have become enemies of Christ. It's saying here in the Bible it says become the enemies of the cross of Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean? The cross of Christ, what does it represent? It represents self-denial, right? Uh, uh, right? That Christ is God. But he did not value that, right? He came down to earth. And he died on the cross. That's the way of the cross. That is humility. Right? That is self-denial. That is obedience towards God. What Paul is saying is that there's some Christians that have gone astray and they're not living in humility. They're not living in self-denial anymore. And, and, and Paul is saying, watch out for that kind of attitude. Again, it goes back to the attitude. It's not talking about be aware of those enemies. It's talking about be aware of those people's mindset. Again, they have lost the mindset, the attitude of the cross. And you know, this hurts Paul to a point that he is in tears in this, these two verses, right? Let me ask you, what will put you in tears? These are not tears of joy, right? He is saying, brothers and sisters, I warn you in tears about these people, about these attitudes. What, what puts you in tears of sadness? Let me give you a little perspective. Where is Paul right now when he was writing this letter? He was in prison. He is writing a letter called Philippians to encourage brothers and sisters to live joyfully, you see? He is in prison, but he is telling people outside of the prison to be joyful. This kind of person, now he's in tears. You, do you, can you feel his attitude and his mindset? He cares about Christ so much. He cares about the cross of Christ so much. He cares about the work that Christ has done so much. That he now sees people walking away from that. He is in tears. Now he sees people that could be walking towards that. No, no, no. Now he sees people walking towards that bad attitude. He is in tears. He is in prison. He doesn't know if he's going to die tomorrow or not. If you read this letter and not knowing where he is, you will not imagine he is in a he is in a prison who doesn't know who what his future is tomorrow. But, sorry. But that doesn't put him to tears. That kind of danger, that kind of trouble doesn't put him to tears. 
What puts him to tears? Is when he sees people going walking away from Christ. What puts him to to tears is when he sees brothers and sisters walking towards danger. You know, this is this is really something for us to imitate this attitude. What put us, what put me into tears? You know, here he is comparing the cross and comparing to those people who walk astray from the cross. From the cross of Christ, the end is resurrection. The cross of Christ is to save people so they may live again. But these people, their end is destruction. They may think their end is something good. But Paul can already see their end is destruction. One is resurrection, one is destruction. From the cross of Christ, it shows that Christ doesn't live by the desires of the flesh, right? He lives by the command of God, the words of God. But to these people, their God is their belly. You know, this is not only talking about like they love to eat. This is talking about they're allowing their desires to rule their lives. On the cross, Jesus' glory in his humility and his obedience. But to these people, their glory is in their shame. What does it mean they glory in shame? Glo- glory now is a verb, right? They glory in shame. Have you read the story of the emperor's invisible robe? Yeah, the emperor is so proud of the invisible robe that he has, right? That he even had a parade on the street. He thought that was his glory. But he didn't know he was walking naked. Instead of being glorified, he's being shamed. That's what it means to glory in shame. On the cross, Jesus' mind is set on accomplishing God's will. But to these people, their heart is set on accomplishing their will. Okay, so these people are actually. You know, they're actually the enemies of the cross of Christ. They're enemies because when compared with the cross of the Christ of Christ, they're doing completely opposite things. Paul is in tears because he can see the end of those who are walking as the enemies of Christ. Paul is in tears because he doesn't want other people to become those people. Going back to verse 17, right? Paul wants people to imitate him. To follow those who are following Christ as well. Don't follow these people whose end is destruction. It's not because he's so proud of himself that he says, imitate me. It's because he's so sad and so just urgent and he's seeing people 
walking towards danger and he's trying to say, "Hey, look at me, look at me." 保罗在这里真的是撕裂心肠，他看见那些人，嗯，就被带偏了，所以他真的是流泪的去。I'm not someone who's good. 我不是一个算得称得为义的人。But God has changed my life. 但神改变了我。I'm following Christ right now, and that leads to the good end. 我跟随耶稣基督的脚踪，然后这个就是能带领我去呃。Come on, let's go together. 我们一起走吧。Come on, let's go together. You know, Paul is saying, uh, next slide. <clears throat> you know who this what this is? This is a minesweeper. Okay, a, a soldier that does minesweeping. You know what he does? If there's an entire field of mines unknown where they are. Normally, soldiers will stay back. These people, what do they do? They charge forward. They will look for mines. And they will defuse them. But they are not going to be able to defuse the entire mine. Minefield. It's too big. But they will walk carefully and clear out a path. They will clear out a path so other soldiers can just follow that path. And as the Bible says, that path is wide or narrow. Narrow. It's just like a minefield. Brothers and sisters, don't worry, you are not walking alone. Because Paul is saying, follow me. I'm that minesweeper. I've gone through that field to follow me. Don't follow those dangerous places, just follow me. Follow how I follow Christ. And you'll be fine. That is what Paul is saying here. Last, verse 20 to 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Paul here changes his tone. Now, verse 20 to 21, he changes his tone. There's a change of scenery. Don't follow those people, those enemies of the cross of Christ. He says, but, there's a big but, but our citizenship is in heaven. Our end is not destruction. Our end is heaven. Our end, we belong to heaven. While you're walking on this path, remember, we belong to heaven. That is where our citizenship is inked forever. That's the destination. You, you know, when Christians understand this, it gives us a hope to walk, right? That towards this road trip, we know it will end sometime. And it will end somewhere. Somewhere nice. You know, if on that eight-hour road trip, I am driving towards a garbage mountain or dumpster, I'm pretty sure it will be a pretty painful drive. No, I know towards the end of the eight-hour driving, I'm going to end up in a beautiful, beautiful national park. It gives me that energy to drive. 
This word awaiting while we await is not something that's passive. We are waiting, yes, but it's not a passive waiting, it's a proactive waiting. It's a waiting that gives us hope and for us to propel continuously forward. Next slide, please. Can you see? That's my wedding day. The guy that's bowing, that's me, right? Of course. Beautiful wife, beautiful bride, that's my wife. That's almost 11 years ago. Next week will be my 11 year anniversary. You know, when I was waiting for her, this is, this is after we marry and we re-enter the, uh, you know, the, 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 the hall. But before that, while I was waiting for her, you know, in, in the front, right? At the beginning of the ceremony, when I was at the front, I was waiting for her to come in through that door, to come to me, right? I remember I was there with my four groomsmen. You know, I, I was in the waiting room behind the stage. I was I was anxious. I didn't sit down. I was just walking, padding back and forth in a, <laughs> in a room really tiny, filled with four men. I was just standing. I was just going back and forth, back and forth. Was I waiting? Was I waiting? Yeah, I was waiting, right? But was I waiting as if, you know, I was waiting, you know, on the chairs, I, I can't wait for this to be over. This is so boring. I can't wait for this day to be over. Was that my waiting attitude? No, I can't wait for the next moment to come. I can't wait for the next, for the bride to come to me. I can't wait for it, you see? That's the attitude of waiting that Paul wants us to have. I can't wait to see what God has for us in heaven. Let's, let's, let's continue racing. Let's continue walking towards it. Right. And then afterwards, I enter this, uh, you know, this picture was taken by, by a brother. Hmm. And just as a testimony, that brother was the brother that I just mentioned that I had two years of horrible time with. He sent me an email. And he says, Jeff, congratulations. Now starts the life of apology. I don't know how he took it. It was a snap of a second, but he took it. You know, to marriage life, is it is marriage something that's like, okay, uh, the prince and the princess live happily forever? By the way, I'm married after 11 years. I'm still happily very married, okay? Very happy, happily married. Right, but, but when we, you know, when, when I step into that, I can tell you marriage is hard. It needs to be worked on. But let me tell you, even that is something that I looked for to, towards. But what we are waiting for in eternity is Christ Jesus himself. 
it's it's not an imperfect bride or imperfect groom that coming together. No, it's we will meet the perfect groom. As the Bible says, there will be no more tears. In the book of Revelation says there will be no more sickness. There will be no more disappointments. There is Christ and Christ only and eternal joy. You know, so as we walk on this path towards Christ, okay, as we wait here in this heavenly path, when Christ comes, what will happen? When Christ comes, He will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body. Okay, what, what does it really mean? I don't know. <laughs> if someone tells you, come here and tells you, I can tell you what it means that we will be transformed, our body will be transformed into his glorious body. If someone tells you he knows, he's probably lying. Nobody knows. But I can tell you, I can guarantee you, it's something good. As the Bible tells us, it's beyond our imagination. It's nothing that years have heard, eyes have seen, and hearts have ever conceived. What does it mean? It means what God, when Christ comes again, Towards the end of this road trip, what's going to happen is better than anything beyond your anything you have ever imagined. That is the hope that we have. And in conclusion, you know, recently there was a not recently about um uh, some time ago, there was a brother that took his family for a road trip, another road trip. He took a Tesla, he bought a Tesla, right, with auto drive. So he took it and he was trying to test drive it on this trip to Florida. The destination was Disney World. Uh, about 1100 miles. Uh, wow, really long road trip, right? But along the way, the brother didn't seem tired at all. He was sending me text messages and pictures, even videos of the car driving himself. <laughs> 17-inch monitor, and they were watching Disney movie on the way, and he was just watching it as well. I'm not sure what gave him that excitement and joy along that really long road trip. Maybe it was his, he loved driving. Maybe it was his, his technology. Uh, but I can tell you there are two things that I'm sure that kept him driving along the way. It was the hope that lies in front of him. He will arrive at Disney World. Right, the world where happiness exists. I don't know about that, but his world where happiness exists. But the second thing is, he was able to spend along the way with his family. He told me after he came back, he said, I will not trade that road trip for anything. I don't know what's helping you to keep you walking. Among this, in amongst this path, this heavenly path to walk towards Christ. 
I'm not sure what's keeping your faith up as you face doubts, troubles, and tribulation. But here, Paul is telling us while we're walking on this path, there are those people who are walking with us. Look around us. There are people who are walking with us. There are testimonies of God's work right in front of us that can encourage us and tell us God is alive. That God is still working. Right, that unlike the ones that are enemies of Christ, not like them, we have a guaranteed citizenship in heaven. And that there's a hope that we will meet Christ again one day. And that when he comes, that our lowly bodies will be transformed into a glorious body. These are not just a passive hope that we have. Along the way, God has put a lot of things in around us to take us and encourage us to continue to walk. This is a proactive walk, a hope. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your time. We thank you for this time. Again, men's words are imperfect. We truly ask you to use your own words through your Bible, through the Bible to talk to us. That we may have that hope, the, the true hope, the active hope towards you. And God help us so that we may have the right attitude, the right perspective towards our lives. We need your help to do this because we can't do it. So we ask for your grace and your mercy to be with us. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.